Blog Talk Radio. October 29, October 29, 2014. 2014. You know, here in Canada, we have something called the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, the CBC. It's the National TV Network and Radio Service, and they got a big news website as well, and it's all funded by the government to keep us thinking like Canadians. We don't want the American stations overwhelming us like they do anyway, but the CBC keeps us Canadian. Anyway, they have a show on CBC called Q, just the letter Q, and it's hosted by a guy named Gian Gomeshi. And the big news here in Canada this week is that Gian Gomeshi got fired because the CBC found out about his kinky sex life. And he got mad because he said his sex life isn't any of their business. So he put a long posting up on Facebook in which he admits that, yes, he does like rough sex like they have in Fifty Shades of Grey. But I didn't read Fifty Shades of Grey, so I don't know what that really means. I don't know what's involved. I remember when Tiger Woods got into trouble... One of his girlfriends came forward and said he liked to grab her hair and spank her. But this seemed a lot rougher than that. Some of John's girlfriends have apparently come forward. And one said that on the first date, she walked into his house and he punched her in the face as soon as she came in the door. You know, I think I'm pretty liberal. But I don't find that sexy. And my guess is that a lot of other people won't either. And I was reading an article by a lawyer named Howard Levitt. And he said that no big corporation can afford to stick with a high-profile member of the team whose personal life is going to wreck their brand. So they were bound to let him go. CBC had to let John go, just like the NBA how to get rid of Don Sterling, the owner of the L.A. Clippers, when his girlfriend taped one of his bigoted rants, and that became public. So, here's the conclusion. Your private sex life, it is your company's business. We have a famous saying here in Canada, our Prime Minister said it many years ago, that the uh, state has no place in the bedrooms of the nation. The state has no place in the bedrooms of the nation, but your employer does, your boss does. So what does that mean for recruiters? That we have to become part of some McCarthyite crusade against S&M? You know, during the first interview, you've got to ask, Do you have any sexual things you should be telling me about? And if they say no, you have to say, are you sure there's nothing on video that's going to conflict with my company's culture? It's embarrassing, but I guess that's what we're paid for, to separate the sheep from the goats. 
And that's what I'm going to do now on Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Jerry's not here. <laughs> he's out. He's out. He doesn't like me saying these things, but he's out. he doesn't care what he says about me. He's out uh, picking up some appliances for his kitchen. This show is so important for him that he's you know scheduled his uh, his his stove and fridge delivery at the same time. So I'm just gonna go straight to my guest. He's a guy I know nothing about. In fact, I gotta tell you. I looked at his LinkedIn profile, and he doesn't seem to be a recruiter, but he told me on Twitter that he is, so we're going to find out. As I said, we're going to separate the sheep from the goats. Rasheem Carbon, welcome to the show. Are you there? I am. Thanks, Animal. And uh, A little louder? The, just love a little the, louder? A little I'm happy louder. about the opportunity. And, uh, You're happy rock, about man. the opportunity. Okay. Yeah, to Look, talk on the show. Wh- You're a big what star. I wa- uh, 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 don't cut me off. I want to be sure that I'm happy I gave you the opportunity. I was desperate. So please don't embarrass me today, okay? That's what I if, – if you screw up, did you see what these guys did to me last – did you listen to the last show? I did listen to the last show. Yeah, that... did you listen to the after show? They went crazy. Don't let them do it to me. Don't let them help me, okay, Rasheem? Okay. Okay. Oh. Did you bring a song? I didn't bring a song. Oh, 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 you know what? I finally got a song that the guest can't screw me out of, okay? Do you okay. know all about the bass? Do you know all about the all bass? All about the bass, yeah, by uh, Trainer, yeah. Yeah, you're going to sing that with me? I don't know the lyrics to it, but I'll... If okay, you, uh... I knew you were going to... I got you! You just have to shout, no treble, every let's time do, I say uh, it's Let's all do a Canadian artist. Let's do uh, Rockin' in the Free World. By Forget it. I, uh, no, no, you should have thought of that ahead of time. We're doing all about the bass, and all you got to shout is no treble. Every time I say it's all about the bass, you shout no treble. Is that okay? That's cool. Okay. But you got to do it loud. you got a nice voice, I can tell. Maureen's going to like it, too, I think. So we're going to go. I'll go one, two, three. It's all about that bass. Uh, no bass. trouble. Yeah, it's all about the bass, about the no bass. No trouble. Yeah, it's all about the bass, about the no bass. No trouble. No, it's all about the bass, about the... No trouble. That's good for you. Congratulations. Thank Let you. Let just see if Jerry might have showed up. Nope. Uh, you know what? I The reason I wanted to talk to Jerry is because he got some fan mail yesterday. A guy named Ian Minton, who works at Monster, he sent me a tweet yesterday. He said he loves the show. And then he, by email, he sent me a quiz because he said it made him think of Jerry. And it's a poster, and it says, do you have Ebola? That's, uh, and it has two questions. The first question is, have you touched the blood, sweat, saliva, and all that other stuff, uh, all the secretions of someone who has Ebola? And if not, if you answer no, you don't have Ebola. The second question is, do you watch Fox News? <laughs> Sorry, do you watch Fox News? And if you answer yes, 
you've got Ebola. That was for Jerry. I'm, I was thought he'd really like that. Okay. Now, look, I want you to – I was going to take in a Jerry to task. I don't really need Jerry on the show as much as he thinks I do. But this week, I wanted him here so I could take him to task about those complaints from last week. You listened to the show with Vince Brown. He was a good guest, right, Rashid? Yeah, he was a good guest. Yeah, everybody thought he was fantastic. He's a super recruiter. So then they said, I didn't ask the right questions, because if he's a good recruiter, you don't want to ask him how he recruits. That's wrong. Yeah, you got to ask him how he manages his team and what his strategic plans are for six months down the road. And they went on and on about that, right? right. I asked, I asked, do you recruit on Twitter? And they said, that's a bad question. But Rashid, I want to know this. Any sensible person, I think, would agree with me. If the person's a good recruiter, don't you want to know what good recruiters do, how they recruit, if they do the same thing as you? Don't you agree with me, Rashid? Absolutely. There's good. no reason to reinvent the wheel, so you might as well copy somebody who's successful yeah. already. Okay. And Jerry is wrong, right? Jerry is wrong. Good. Thanks. That's all I needed from you. Okay, in 30 seconds, can you tell us who you are or what you do? Sure, I'm Rashin Carbon. I'm a Georgetown Louder. University graduate. Louder. Louder. Uh, yeah. I'm Rashin. I'm a Georgetown University graduate. Uh, two years ago, uh, with a partner of mine, we started a site called MBA Project Search. We use that to connect MBAs with companies for short-term work. Uh, from that, we pivoted and decided to develop an app to make it more direct for candidates to reach hiring managers and recruiters. And that just came out, and it's called Inspire, NSP Hire. Okay. We also, do, we also oh, have no, a no, doctor no, no, recruiting site. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Okay. Now, let, okay. I don't mind talking about this, but you told me you're a recruiter. Am I right or wrong about that? Absolutely. Okay. So first, let's talk about your app. It's N-S-P-H-I-R-E. Right? That's correct. And how do people find it if they want to use it? Right now it's available in Google Play. Yeah. And then November 1st it will be in the App Store, the iOS version. Okay. So how does it work exactly? If you're a, a third-party recruiter, is it going to help you? You are. It, you definitely uh, want to be on it if you're a third-party recruiter. It works similar to the popular dating app Tender. Have you heard of that? I heard of it. So Tinder it allows you to make a match with somebody only if they also like you. So you swipe right if you like the person or their picture, and you swipe left if you don't like their picture. Yeah. So we've applied that to the app by saying, you know what, recruiters get way, way too many resumes. Candidates, when you press submit on a job board, you don't know the hell what happens. So why don't we just connect them by a system that allows two people who definitely have interest in each other to communicate. So we've got an in-app messaging system, and you use your LinkedIn API to sign in. So you don't have to go through all the rigmarole of filling out all these boxes like you do on Monster. All the information from LinkedIn just uploads, and it creates your profile. Okay. Now, you said that's gonna, that recruiters are already getting too, mu too many resumes. This is going to filter for them it sounds like it's just going to make anybody uh give anybody access to them all kinds of you know pizza drivers and other inappropriate people am i right or wrong about that you're wrong and that's actually what we wanted to try to eliminate so let's say you and i are uh 
say you're the recruiter and I'm the yeah. candidate. Yeah. And I see your posting on the app and yeah. I like it, I'm going to swipe right. You see my I, profile? I, I, what, what am I going to like about it? I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile? Is that Right, I'm, that I'm looking at, yeah, right. You're looking at some information from my LinkedIn profile that describes my skills, where I went to school. What is the application like called? That. Inspire. Could you spell that? You had a funky spelling. Sure, N-S-P and then Hire, H-I-R-E. Is that Michael Cox? Yes, sir. Michael, he straightened yes. this out for me. Like, uh, this looks like it just opens you up to a, a flood of lousy people. Am I right? Oh, no. If you let me explain. So, uh, so let's well, go back I to the example. i got to do something, Rasheen. Hold on a second. What we call lousy candidates, we call them craplicants. And it sounds <laughs> like this is a craplicant machine. <laughs> you got to prove to me that it isn't. Well, again, let's get back to the example. So I'm a candidate. I like what you have posted, so I swipe right and say I like you. You, on the other side, you see my profile, and you say, you know what, that looks like a good fit. Uh, you swipe right. So now we can have a conversation on the app through uh, in-app messaging, and then obviously it goes offline. So yeah, you're, I gotta, you're, No, 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 wait. i got to look at your L, your LinkedIn profile. That is, in it, you know, most people you figure are, are going to, especially these corporate recruiters, they're going to get all kinds of people who are not appropriate, and they're going to get boom, 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 one LinkedIn profile after another. I mean, you're not really doing any filtering. I'm sorry. I told you if you come on this show, you're going to get challenged. <clears throat> Does anybody else want to come in and take Rasheen's side against me? Uh, I was just curious. Uh, first of all, NSP Hire. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for it on uh, the, the the Play Store. I can't find it. Um, but N- I, I've N- seen it. Nancy SP and then Hire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm curious. There's, there's another one that's... Uh, I won't say identical. I'm sure there's a big difference. Um, that that uh, another uh, a- animal crew member had mentioned, which is uh, Jobber, J-O-B-R. What is the difference? What's the differentiator there? Well, Jobber doesn't allow you to search uh, anonymously, which we uh, let people do. And Jobber also is only available on iOS. We are going to be available on both. But you're right, it's a similar approach to, to job match. And I was, as I was saying, Animal, if you, if you like me and I like you, then we can talk. But if I like you and you don't like me, we can't talk. And I know right away? You know right away. And if you're a candidate, you don't have to be on the app the whole time. You get push notifications telling you uh, that someone's interested in you, and then you go and look, and you say, eh, or great. So it okay. definitely filters. You're only having relevant conversations who you're, with people you're interested in and who are interested in you. Okay, Zach Brown. Zach Brown is, is on Twitter. He says it's not available for iOS. You said November 1st. Is that what you said? That's correct. For iOS? Yeah. Okay, wake up, Zach. Okay, the guy already addressed that. November 1st. But he also says, how is this different from the coffee app? Coffee app is just about, is about networking. So it allows you to find somebody with similar interests. You meet up at a coffee shop, and you nosh on some topic. It's not about, I mean, networking is definitely the best way to find a job, I would say, overall. But it's not about directly connecting people specifically around helping that person find a job. Okay. Kathy you Manis, can find, with coffee, you, you could find somebody else who likes comic books. 
Okay. Kathy Manis, are you on the line? You want to ask your own question, or do I have to ask it for you? Sure. I just wondered if you've had any hires from using this app, we just and if released, so, how many? We just released the app about a week ago, so we haven't had any hires yet. Have you had any interested resumes you know, that you could present to your client? Absolutely. So how many resumes have you gotten? So far, we've got about 75. Uh, and well, then that's once, that's we launched, once we launch the iOS, uh, we'll timing that with an email marketing campaign with people uh, that we worked with during our first startup. So that's going to be a, that's a database of about 15,000 people. So we'll get more people on the app. Hold on, Rasheen. Are you nervous? You're talking a bit slow. Sorry, I'm not nervous. I'm I'm just okay. excited to be on the call with you. Okay. Yeah, well, hold on a second. How do these fifteen people? How do the people find out about your app? So, as, when I refer to that fifteen thousand, those are all the MBA candidates we worked with for MBA uh-huh. Project Search. So we're going to transition them onto the app. We'll send out an email. How do you saying, make money? How do you make money? Should I say we it again? charge? We charge the recruiters and the hiring managers ninety nine cents per person they want to talk to. Oh, really? Yeah. Anybody got a comment on that? Well, anything exciting about, you know, your experience with that app that, you know, you think we'd find interesting that you want to share with us? Like, you know, how you got backers and, you know, did you ever want to kill yourself while you've been developing it and stuff like that? Yeah, we had a really rough time developing it. When we came up with the idea, we took it to a company called Offshorent that, They'll provide you with a project manager here who will then manage a team in India. And they said it was going to be two months and end up taking six months. Uh, there were many times where I just lost faith in these guys and I wanted to to not do any more business with them. And, you know, uh, there was a cultural difference. They would say, yeah, we can do that, and then just not do it because they actually couldn't. They just would never say no to the boss. Uh, it was really rough, and we it's all self-funded. It's just family and friends money. And so, uh, you know, you have to look at people that are your blood and say, and they say, hey, what's going on with the app? Am I going to get my money back? And uh, those are tough conversations. Yeah, I'll bet. Okay, so the thing is, you know, that Phil, Phil Lieben or Libin, the guy who developed Evernote, mm-hmm. you've heard of him, right? Okay. I have. He's, he says what you should do when you're a kid is get yourself some friends who you think are going to be smart enough to develop a startup with you when you're a little older and mm-hmm. that you should not make any friends who don't fall into that category because you've only got room for so many friends. How did you get these guys, your partners? We all met in college. Okay. And so and do you hate them now? my partners are brothers. No, I don't hate them now. I have a lot more respect for them now because uh, we've been through some tough times together, and I saw that they rose to the occasion. How, how much does it cost? Can I tell, ask how much it costs to start a business like that? Because we always hear that in the new age, there's no capital cost because you can start a business for free. doesn't sound like it. No. we To develop the app, it costs us $8,000. And I think the That's typical awesome. app costs about $5,000. And if you would have gone to India yourself you know, to to push those guys, would it have been better? <laughs> That's what I'd like to think. I would have I would have definitely cracked some skulls. Uh, but my my partner my partner who interfaced with them is a lot more forgiving. Um but you know you can't beat the price. I think we paid fifteen dollars an hour for de- app development. In uh-huh. the US 
that'd be fifty to a hundred dollars easily an okay. hour. So now the government is paying those guys unemployment who aren't working on your but you wouldn't have a business if it was that expensive anyway. Okay. Zach Brown says much anybody else got more questions for me? I d I'm not that familiar with the app world. If somebody's got another question, I'm uh I'm very uh happy to let them in. Okay. Mike Cox, just, anybody? I was just curious, how do how how does the pay per contact work? So it's so ninety nine buck? Right, you're paying a buck and you can pay inside the app. So you can and buy some credits. You're paying for a conversation with a candidate. So you can talk all you want with a candidate for ninety nine cents. If you want to talk to another candidate, you're gonna get charged another ninety nine cents. Now I don't know do, if people how do, are how do you how, once you got the guy's name, what's to stop you from contacting him without paying the ninety nine cents? You won't once you got you mean say you've both connected? You're you're no no, you're looking at his LinkedIn profile before you say whether you like him or not, right? Right. Well, you're not going to have – you're not looking at his entire LinkedIn profile. You're looking at relevant information from it. So you're not going to be able to get his email address just from looking at it. You'll have to exchange that information when you message each other. Oh, okay. Okay. Anything person, else? Go yeah, ahead, you get, the, you get the person's name before you pay the $0.99. Cents. Right. No. You, both have, you, you both have to say, hey, I like each other and we want to talk. And then the recruiter – has to then pay the ninety nine cents. If you don't pay the ninety nine cents, you're not talking. No, no, no. Okay. You get the do you get the person's name prior to paying the ninety nine cents? Okay. Yes. No. 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 Sorry. Sorry. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were continuing the question. Uh, no, you cannot get the person's name prior to paying the ninety nine cents. Okay. So you're only going to get job hunters, right? Because only job hunters will use this. You won't get passive candidates, right? No, we'll get passive candidates, too, because people will sign up for it, and then we'll receive push notifications that they don't need to do anything in order to get, and then they can easily, at their leisure, come back to it and contact these recruiters. Well, so you're you're sending out jobs to them? We're sending an, uh, a notification that says, hey, this person is interested in you. They work for this company, and you can respond or not respond. You know what? I don't want to take this on too long. I don't want to lose my audience. But if I'm a job, if I'm the guy, I'm a semi-passive candidate. I'm, I'm working. Mm-hmm. I'm not actively looking. But you know, if someone offers me something good, I'll take a, I'll take a look at it. How do they find out about me? There's a database, and you and someone searches that database. Right. You search you search the database online if you're a recruiter. Just like LinkedIn. No, not like LinkedIn. I don't know if you're familiar with the LinkedIn app, but it stinks. Okay. Okay, anyway, anything else we should know about that that I haven't asked? No, no. I, I As I said, this was a great opportunity, and I appreciate you giving it to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't suck up to me. You're going to get killed for the rest of the show. I just got that feeling. I'm an, I'm an American. Why would I suck up to a Canadian? Okay, fine. Uh, okay, look, look, look. Uh, um, you said you're a recruiter. There's no hint yep. of that on your LinkedIn profile. Tell me how you're a recruiter, what you do, and why don't why don't you make it clear? I mean, I saw that you're religious or something. There's some kind of ministry that you're involved in, but it doesn't say the word recruiter that I could see there. What's up with that? So MBA Project Search, we recruited MBAs. Hired MD, which is another startup we have, we recruit doctors. And it's a yeah, start. We're a three-person three startup, so everybody does everything, and principally what I do is recruit people. 
and I also do marketing. So you're like your headhunters. Is that is that what you do? Yeah, we could. Yeah, you can use that label. What? What do you mean? Don't make me gas. Tell me what you do. Does anybody else have a problem we with source, how we're handling we this? We source candidates. We use every means we have, and then we contact them and get them on. We get them on our uh, our board. Okay, or so now you're our recruiting app. people. Oh, you're recruiting people for your database. You don't have any clients, employers. Am I right about that? Why do I have to gas? Why can't you just tell me? No, I'm telling you. We do have employers on the app. Oh, they're on the app. They're on yes. the app. Right, and our previous companies, Hired MD and MBA Project Search, those were more like job boards. Yeah, I'm kind of confused. Does anybody know what he's saying? Somebody want to help me, really? I, I, you know, I need, I need a hand here. No. Okay. Thanks, everybody. With the, you can crit- criticize me for not asking the right questions, but when I ask for some help, no, nobody's got a word. Okay. Let me ask. You. Uh, I, I don't think anybody wants to hammer the poor guy too hard, but I don't. I guess I don't understand how you can make a recruiting app to help recruiters if you've never been a real recruiter. And I know you're saying you're done recruiting, but I'm not hearing it. What do you think that that I've done then? We're not going to get that. Tell us. Yes. Why don't you tell us? Are you supposed to tell us? We're not supposed to tell you. This isn't a quiz show, okay? Now look. (laughs) This is the recruiting animal show. You're you're talking to 150, 200 years of combined experience in recruiting. We all kind of know what recruiting is. We're asking if you know what it is. You know, I gotta tell you something about Jeff Newman. He will talk through you. He will not let me interrupt no matter how much I try to <laughs> talk him down, he just keeps talking till I give up. Jerry does the same thing. Okay? Now here's the thing, Jeff. I hate that combined experience stuff because everybody's got the same experience. We don't have a hundred years of experience. We've maybe got ten years of experience ten times or something like that. It's all the same stuff. It's all duplicated. When you take the anybody who says combined experience is a liar and I don't respect them. But I respect you, Jeff. So I'm Animal. Would you say combined experience? base of experience, the same general experience, but I look at it this way. You've been doing the show for how long, and how much has recruiting changed? When you first started, did you ask how many Twitter placements that person made? No. There you go. That's what I was going to mention. Isn't it like a generational thing when you talk about combined experience? You talk about people who are bringing disparate experience sets over time when you're talking about combined Uh, experience. No, no, no. No, you know what? If you're 20 no. years old, <laughs> you're in recruiting, no, no, no. and somebody's 40 years old in recruiting, that 40 year old person has to keep up. It's not like they learned something in 1985 or 1995 and they never learn anything else. That's just not true. The young kids are not ahead of anybody, okay? Yeah, but no, they're bringing it's... a different experience set, a different perspective to the table. Is this Alejandro? Yes, it is. You're wrong. Stop okay? it with all that sense making. No, 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 it doesn't make any sense. Let me ask. Let me. You know what? Here's what I did. I came out. I wasn't sure what Rasheen does. Rasheen, what's your what's your Twitter name? Uh, Rasheen Carbon. Spell it, please. R A S H E E N 
C A R B as in boy I N. R A A S. Oh my God. R A S H H E E N N C A R B I N. Carb. B as in boy I N. Okay. Okay. Look. I came up with a bunch of questions, and Inspire is the A-N-S-P-H-I-R-E is the app, okay? But I came up with a bunch of questions. I wasn't sure what you were up to, so we'll talk about them, but I can answer the questions if you can't and if nobody else will. That's how uh, I structured the show today. So let me ask you, are you an outgoing person or more than quiet? I am an outgoing person. Uh-huh. And do you think you have to be an outgoing person to be a recruiter, or can you be Absolutely. quiet? Absolutely. No, you can't quiet. be quiet. You've got to be aggressive. Okay. Anybody else agree with them? Because I just read an article this morning that said introverts make the best recruiters. As Steve Levy says, Don't you gotta consider your audience? one mouth for a reason. What did you say? Oh, no, not that corny crap again. Somebody else wants to Just because something is trite and corny doesn't make it untrue any longer. Okay. Well, and hold on. the best recruiters are better listeners. It's a skill I've been finding against for the 16 years I've been doing it. Because as as you mentioned, Michael, I'm a talker, but listening <laughs> and introverts are better listeners. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Also, I wish we had sung Rockin' in the Free World at the beginning. That would have gotten us off to a, a rockin' start. I'm on a rockin' start. Okay? The point is, you have to be a talker before you're a listener. Being a talker, being outgoing, is much better for a recruiter than being quiet. Okay? The thing is, introverts or the quiet, you know, we're talking, uh, when we say quiet type, are we talking about an introvert? We're talking about a shy person. Not quite the same thing. I think an outgoing person is going to be a better recruiter. That's That's my take on it. Okay? Now, Here's a question. I don't think you're you're prepared to answer, Rasheen. What if there's no address on a resume? You don't get any resumes, right? So that's not a fair question for you, is it? No, we don't. You're right. We don't get any addresses. Okay. So how would this guy, how would we solve Mark that? Miller? Mark Miller wrote an article on LinkedIn. He said, if you put your address on your resume, you're opening yourself up to economic profiling, and you're encouraging bias based on the length of the commute. I gotta tell you something. I like to see where the person lives. I don't want them to hide anything. When something's missing, it makes me feel bad. Does anybody else have a, a reaction to that? No address on a resume? <clears throat> Alejandro, you like to talk. I like to talk, but I got no problem if somebody doesn't want to list a resume. I mean, I get, I get on the phone and talk to somebody. Who cares? What I'm going to talk to them anyway. Uh, if they're going to have a local area code, I'm going to know more things about them. They're working in the area. I'll find out their address. I'll find out about their commute later on. It's not a big deal. Okay. Okay. I don't okay. think you need to have an address. On yeah. I don't need. Jeremy. Maybe at, at maybe at most a city or a, a city, sure. state. I'll tell people to not even use their actual cell phone. Use a Google Voice number if they want to protect their. Uh, their sure. cell phone number, so they're not getting bombarded by calls. Okay, um. okay somebody's a Maureen or somebody's talking Kathy, to somebody else. Kathy, yeah, somebody's closing a deal in the background. Okay. It's not me. 
It's not me. <laughs> Maureen. 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 She gave up on West Spring. She's just been talking else. about okay. okay. Here's another question. Rasheen, don't feel bad if I, if, if you feel sidelined. You know, because well, you told me you're a recruiter. I'm happy to have you here. You seem like a nice guy. I hope you stay part of the recruiting animal world. But, you know, I can't ask questions. Uh, this is a recruiting show. i got to ask recruiting questions. And we'll keep mentioning your app. H-I-R-E. N S P H I R E N S P H I R E. Okay. How often? I was reading this on Jerry's group. How often? I wasn't you guys, listening. What was the name of the app? I'll ask everybody. <laughs> I'll ask everybody. Apparently, the people in Jerry's group, all of them are having big problems with their candidates. They say, "Have you you heard of this company? No." Or have you applied to the company in the past? No. Then then Jerry says 25% of the time he'll submit the candidate and he finds out that they know the person already. And it's either because, you know, a recruiter has submitted it without telling them or a recruiter has recruited them but didn't tell them the name of the company for confidentiality reasons. Or three, the person's lying. Uh, I, I, I never found that's a, a real big problem. Do you guys find your candidates are that dumb? I do. Yeah, yeah, I actually name. do. Uh, yes. Kathy, you want to tell a story? Oh, I was I was uh, interviewing a candidate at for Deloitte, and I have a way of checking in our system to see whether they've interviewed with us or not. And I had seen that they had interviewed three times, but it was several years ago, and they blatantly said they had never interviewed with us. And okay. so that gave me a really bad taste in my mouth. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I, I knew that they had. Yeah. They knew they, they had. They'd actually interviewed Jerry, because Jerry also said sometimes if someone's involved in a very busy job search and they're not uh, you know, really tracking what they've done properly, right. then they might have forgotten. But this guy didn't forget. And that makes sense. As yeah, part of my sense. screening, I'll ask somebody, when's the last time you interviewed at whatever the client is? And if they reply, oh, I've never interviewed there, then I'll say, okay, when's the last time you applied? You know, to to try and suss that out because people will, you know, either be mistaken or try and hide the fact that they've applied there seven or eight times. Really? I mean, if... How, these liars, how do they think they're not going to get caught? That's what I don't understand. I don't know what to Nobody. tell you on that one. Nobody, okay. Okay. <laughs> now, what about, there's a guy named, uh, I think I'm allowed to say it, because he posted it on <clears> the public group. Uh, or no, it was an article, Joshua Jones. He said, we recruit for lousy jobs too. Bad companies need recruiters more than good ones. And the best recruiters are able to take an unattractive position with a directionless company and find people who will work there, right? I agree with him. You know, everybody's saying, well, how is your company great? How can you present your brand in a fantastic way to attract people? That's not what recruiting's all about. Maybe that's what corporate recruiting is, but not third-party recruiting, as far as I can tell. Rasheen, you got an opinion? You don't have to. But you can't. Yeah, let me weigh okay. in on this. I think okay, he's absolutely cool. right. There, when you're when you're a, a bad company and you don't know your ass from your elbow, you definitely need the help. 
And a recruiter, after all, is an expert, and they have something to bring to the table that you just don't. You think yeah, horrible companies are going to be able to recruit a recruiter that good? You don't think so? I do. I think they would. I think I think people are motivated by challenges. I think they no, definitely are motivated by money. You're getting twenty or thirty thousand dollars to find somebody. Yeah, Mike, fees are pretty high. Yeah. Anybody else? There's a lot of people on the line. You don't have to, you know, just chime in. Don't be quiet or polite or anything like that. I'm waiting for you to help me here. No, no, no. But after, if Jerry was here in the after show, they'd say, I don't like the questions the recruiting animal asks. No. Okay. You know, I'm going to tell you something. It happened to me this week, twice, or in the last couple of weeks. Uh, somebody commented on my Facebook group, and I said, that's pretty good. And then I went and looked at the guy's Twitter page, and I saw some political stuff there that just really bugged me. It gave me a punch-in-the-gut reaction. And I wanted to fight with that guy about this political stuff. I mean, I, I'm dealing with the, the group as a recruiter. And, I, and then again, the other day, it happened again. It just certain topics, you know, trigger me. And... uh I, I decided against it, but I have to tell you, it was hard. And I'm wondering if anybody else limits themselves in that, if they won't, you know, get engaged in some quarrel online. You know, you know what? It, it bothers me. Like, if you are an atheist and a liberal, it's okay to share your political beliefs. But if you are not, then you should hide them. There you go. I won't get involved in this. Agree with you. So that's that's about <laughs> all I'm checking out of this one. That's about all I'm going to say. But but yeah, it, it seems okay for some to share their beliefs, but others, if they if they do, it's off. So yeah, I don't notice that. I mean, I'm all the recruiters I deal with. They all seem to be right wingers. Okay, and, and so I see all their. Views. I think that's because you're so far left. Uh, yeah, I, how do you know what I think? I don't post any political stuff. <laughs> I live close to the border. That's why you think that. Anyway, I have a problem. I had a problem recently with that, and I don't know what I'm going to do in the future. I was sort of happy that I let myself cool off, and I saw that Ariana Grande. Do you know who she is? Singer, yeah. She, yeah, she's very cute. She must be about 20 or 21. She said, you have to be, to be successful, you have to numb your reactive state. And maybe she's right. I was in a, a highly reactive state both those times. Are, are you talking about Durbin? Did you read Durbin's political posts again? <laughs> no. But Jim Jim, Jim fits the bill of what I was talking about. There's Jim, there's Jerry, all those guys. Okay? And uh, and, and, and now I don't know that you uh, are a real Texan, Jeremy, <laughs> as well. Wow. <laughs> okay. So... So this guy um, on Quora, he said, he's some kind of engineering manager or something, he said he went for an interview once for a senior role, and the first thing the interviewer said to him was, are you lucky? And he said he was taken aback, but the guy didn't offer any context. He just sat back and let him answer. And he said afterward that uh, attitude is very important on his leadership team and this question, are you lucky, was the way he tested people for attitude. Now, lots of people are saying today that that's a, you know, there's a bunch of stupid questions, and it sounds to me like that's one of them. Anybody agree with me? Are you lucky? That's a stupid question. 
stupid. Yeah, I don't know what he was hoping to find out from that. That's uh, a stupid question. Was he going like, to take him to uh, the casino if he said yes? <laughs> That's a good idea, Jeremy. Well, I was going to say, like, in recruiting, you're you're looking for good people who can do the job. Like, that's a question that an HR person would use to screen someone out of the process. Like, as a recruiter, I don't I, – I think questions like that are ridiculous. Anything that could screen someone out of the process who could do the job, I think, is a bad a bad question. You Rasheen? Know, I, I just think it's ridiculous. I like your point. I'll say my point before we get to Rasheen. I think that, uh, really, for third-party recruiters at least, we don't really – uh, we don't really work that hard on uh, screening people for their culture or personality. Our focus is really on their technical skills. If there's something really bad about the personality, I'm, I'll tell the person, well, you know, I didn't really like this guy too much, or I'm very enthusiastic about the way she presents herself. But those are the kind of questions, the personality questions, that's what the hiring manager has to ask them. Am I right when I say there's a, a, I think- a pretty – Go ahead. I think you're right, and I want to know if any corporate recruiter out there, they may not be totally driven by um, commission like a third-party recruiter, but are there any corporate recruiters that get bonused based on how many people they disqualify for uh, culture fit? <laughs> you're right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't care if you're corporate or not. I mean, there's uh, that, that's, um, I don't know, unless you're bonused on disqualifying people for culture fit, then... Um, I don't know. Everybody I know in corporate uh, recruiting gets a bonus based on how many people they fill. Okay, Rasheen. Yes. Yeah. Are you lucky? Are you lucky? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Tell me how you're lucky. Well, I was raised in poverty in inner city Detroit. I won a scholarship to a local private school. I went there for seven years. Luckily, got into Georgetown University, and was able to make something of my life. My dad was an alcoholic. My mom was depressed. I had six siblings. I'm pretty lucky. Wow. That's, uh, I think you probably worked pretty hard. You know, I worked yeah. hard, but I also was lucky in the fact that people who had no relation to me and had no reason to helped me out. Yeah. Like who? Like who? Teachers? Yeah, teacher. My third grade art teacher was the first one who thought I was smart enough to go to this fancy private school. And she actually drove me over there for the test and the interview. Uh-huh. But doesn't the old thing, you know, we talk about corny sayings. Internet radio show today, too. Sorry, talk about corny old sayings, but the thing is, isn't the old saying, the harder you work, the luckier you get? Yep. I agree. Luck is more non-existent than culture. What? I said it helps just to not be an asshole. Okay, no, but it looks to me like I, I, I'm really interested in what you. First of all, let me ask you: How come you feel so free to tell us that? Well, I think authenticity is important. I think people—that's a good story. I think your your uh-huh. audience would be interested in that. And yeah, I'm just trying to prove I'm lucky. It's it's uh, I'm pretty comfortable think, with those facts. I think you are lucky because when you're eight years old in grade three, you're not you know you don't have a a, a plan that I'm going to work hard and get ahead. You have to have you just be you're just yourself and and this person comes out of nowhere a fairy godmother and she said I'm going to take care of this kid that is luck right absolutely okay well good for you that's an interesting story anything else about it or any advice for See, us I would say it was more than I would I would say it was a lot more than luck and then animal would call me a right wing conservative Texan go ahead tell me why is it more than luck <laughs> no we'll keep, keep going, going. We'll keep years going. Old. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Bootstrap. Anything else you want to tell us about that, Rasheen? I'm very – I can spend the sure, whole show about, asking about, questions. About about luck. So uh, my two, two of my partners, Dan and Bob, the brothers that I met at Georgetown, uh, we were just on the same intramural basketball team, and that's how we met. And then, you know, ten years later almost, Dan and I were at a bar watching football, and he told me about this idea he had, and it sounded interesting. So I uh, I came along for the ride. Uh huh. That's luck. And if that's you luck. were Mark, go ahead. Somebody I want to ask him something. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's not luck. You just happened to meet a friend that had a good idea. That, that's, that's luck. Just... That's luck. What do you call that's it? That's not it's, luck, man. That's just luck. making relationships. That's luck. Right. Look at Steve Jobs. He had a friend who invented a computer, and, and now he's <clears> one of the geniuses in history, supposedly. That's pure yeah, luck. Yeah, but isn't this people making the most of the opportunities as they appear on the horizon? I mean, how many – I just listened to somebody tell me about an idea. They had a business idea that basically turned into LinkedIn, and they said that they were having that idea probably in the early 90s. So – is some of that luck and some of that's capitalizing on the opportunities as they're presented? Okay. Look at what Mark Zuckerberg, somebody shared an idea with him, just like the, the Rasheen's friends did, and he stole the idea. That's not just luck. That's luck and, you know, doing something about it, right? Rasheen right. Became, I mean, yeah. He became their partner. He's lucky to know that guy. I mean, there's a lot of lazy right. There's a, oh, he's born with some gifts. isn't he lucky? But he's also the kind of guy who put himself in the uh, position to meet okay, those well, kind of know. people. I don't know enough about him. I was, I was just going to the bar for wings and football, man. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, let me move on. Let me move on. Uh, N-S-P-H-I-R-E is it's N-S-P Hire, like Inspire. That's the uh, name of Rasheen's app. That's the name of Rasheen's app. So what are your plans? Like 10 years from now, do you have a plan where you want to be, Rasheen, or just you don't know? 10 is too far ahead, right? You know, it's too far ahead. I want I want the app to be successful, uh, and I want to have made an impact and really uh, help get millennials back into the workforce. Oh, it's, I knew that. I want to help people was coming. <clears throat> you want to make money. Animal. I, I, oh. I do want to make money. Can't you, can you make want money both? and help people? Go ahead. Animal. I'm not a yeah. do-gooder. Yeah, you sound I, like I, I, this whole luck thing, I, I, you know, I've lived life. I think you make Crap. your luck. And, yeah, I mean, it's a numbers game. Let's get down to it. It's a numbers game. How many calls, how many emails, how many connections do you make a day? I mean, that's what it is. And if you, you know don't what, have – You know what, Kathy? You've also had a what? dramatic life, just like Rasheen. And you've had, obviously, bad luck. And good but life. I don't. Okay. I, first of all, I don't like to talk about it in public. But okay. second of all, you know, it's not a matter of luck. I think it's a matter of really being diligent and working hard. Animal, you know that is my history, okay, and, yeah. and not well, taking I, no for an answer. Okay. Okay. Well, tell me how you, know, you don't I take, just tell me how you don't take no for an answer. Personally, I don't take no for an answer. If you tell me that I can't make 50 connecting calls, I'll make 75. Okay? Uh That's just how I am. Uh And I think that you make your success. Do you leave leave voicemail, Kathy? Kathy, do you leave voicemail? Not not normally, no. Why not? I just don't. People don't listen to them. They don't. I I I have 98 voicemails on my phone right now. 
<laughs> but if you're lucky, if you're lucky, never mind. listen to it. <laughs> okay, you really, you guys are everybody is that much against voicemail. It depends. I mean, I've tried both ways. You have like a beautifully crafted voicemail, and sometimes it works out great. And then I got an email four weeks after the fact from somebody who was perfect for a role, and he was like, oh, I just happened to be listening to my voicemail now. Yeah, well, that position's closed now, buddy. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Do you my guys know Jeff, Jeffrey Gittimer, the sales consultant? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I went to see him speak at my local chamber once, and he said he likes to call somebody start in the message, get his number out, and then hang up. And he says, Oh, that's crap. Regularly, yeah, Jeff the does people that call sometimes. him or used to Hey, this that. is Michael. Don't forget to click. Ooh, now they're going to call back. <laughs> you know, Jeffrey Gatomer, he's also somebody who says, cold calls are dead. You need your blog and social yeah, media. Okay. Do you believe that, Rasheen? No, no, no. There's nothing better than hearing somebody's voice and getting a sense of, what type of person they are, and social media is easy to ignore. It's, it's easier to ignore than a phone call. Than a voicemail. Uh, you, know, you never get right, through than a voicemail. People, uh, people want to say that these old methods don't work anymore, that you actually don't have to meet a person anymore, that you don't, you know. People are human. They're about, they want to connect. Okay. 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 Now, let me see. You don't do reference checks. <clears throat> How do you pitch a company? You know, Sandra McCart had an interest. I can say it because it was posted on the public uh, public group. She says she likes to be able to tell the client, tell tell the candidate that the client is solid financially, it's well managed, and it's competitive. So she looks at turnover, management style, and the salaries. Those are her three. Um, uh, markers and she and the so I asked her how does she figure out management style and she says when she takes a, a job description or a job order she thoroughly interviews the manager to find out you know what they like are they micromanagers do they just like to you know give a result and let the person go with it and how do they deal with uh, problems and things like that so those are the three things for her turnover salary and management style and that's when she'll go and present that to uh, a candidate and say, this is what the company's like. Anybody, you know, say as opposed to just saying, oh, it's a great company. Anybody got a comment on that? Does anybody, you know, able to tell us how they pitch a, a, a company to candidates? I do the same thing. Or, you know, De- Deloitte has a pension plan. I mean, not many companies have pension plans anymore. So, you know, we talk about how the company is invested back into their employees, which they have tremendously. So, yeah, you've got to pitch your company, and I I don't think it hurts to pitch your own experience with the company. Yeah, you you put your best foot forward. Okay. You you have several areas that you can pitch in, in your value proposition. It could be compensation, benefits, career prospects, uh, what you're selling or what you're doing, the work content, uh, something about the organization, maybe affiliation with, you know, a, a parent company or some other larger organization. What do you and mean by that? Every job has something good about it. Uh, okay, but what, what does he mean? Your affiliation with a larger organization? Does that mean the company's stable financially? What are we talking about there? Dayhill, the company that I work for, is a Xerox-owned organization. Yeah. So. You can talk about the, the the benefits of 
that affiliation. What are the benefits? Well, we're a small organization, so you don't have to deal with the the massive 20 layers of management on an org chart if you're working directly for Xerox, but yet we're still able to uh, leverage the resources <laughs> of being a, a Xerox-owned organization. So, you know, small organization, but we have big backers, and and we don't, you know, that that affiliation eliminates the the negatives that come with working for a organization Dayhill that is less than 500 total employees. Uh-huh. And do you ask for both worlds? Yeah, when yeah. you go in, do you, do you lead with that, or is that one of the things you're sure to bring up every time in a, a first or second conversation? In 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 my screening conversation. So once I have the appointment, that's going to be one of the six things that I'll cover. Uh, in, in you know after I've asked questions to qualify the candidate for a specific or uh, a specific opportunity. Well, now, wouldn't you I want to listen? to see if that person's actually looking for that sort of thing? Like, I Absolutely. would ask leading questions to find out if that's something that's important to them, you yeah. know, and I'd try and probe out, you know, what kind of things do I have in my in my deck of cards that I can dish out that way? You know that you have that in your back pocket. I'd ask around that as part of my probing strategy. Yeah, and you can't cover this value proposition. You can do it, but you may sound foolish or you may just – highlight a bunch of things that aren't important to the to that specific candidate. So you should not do this employee value proposition until after you've had that conversation to learn what's important to this to this candidate. Is he or she concerned about the commute? Is he or she looking for benefits because it may be an older candidate versus somebody that just graduated and wants to hear nothing about uh anything about if it has nothing medical, to do with medical, yeah. So okay, so that's Michael Cox, and you're agreeing with Alejandro, right? Uh, only if he is agreeing with me. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're almost done, but I got to ask a question, uh, Rasheen. Do you use Evernote? I don't. I actually use uh, Microsoft OneNote. Well, use OneNote. How do you like it? It's okay. You know, it's like a lot of Microsoft products. Uh, products. It's not the best, but it works. What do you use it for? Well, I, when I walk around, I have ideas. I put it in and because uh, I would figure it otherwise. And uh, I also use it just to kind of look back on what I've been doing for the last few months and see if there's been any growth or what, or if I'm still working on the same problems. Because I'm finding that recruiters, I see them talking about it, and HR people on Facebook, they love Evernote. So now that's going to become one of my standard questions. Here's what I didn't like last week. We, you know, people, you read all kinds of articles. Oh, recruiters do this. This is what's hot in job hunting. Blah, blah, blah. Whoever asks people, we ask them here. And if they say something, we make them prove it. We challenge them. This is the only place you can find out if people really recruit on Twitter, if they recruit on Facebook, if they use video interviews. And now if they use Evernote. Does anybody else who's on the line use Evernote? I, I use Evernote. What for? How do you use it? Do you love it? It, it gets the job done. I, it, what job? I use it for I use it for notes that I'm going to uh do, you know, cover during uh uh presentations that I'm doing at recruiting events or job fairs or 
just you know notes that I have. I got to remember to cover certain points with a specific candidate, and it's I guess the big benefit of it is that um, when I use it on my laptop, it syncs with all other devices. And you use it primarily on your laptop, or like Rasheen on your phone? No, I use it on my uh, tablet primarily. Tab- okay. Anybody else? If it's so popular in the recruiting world, everybody here should be telling me stories about it, but they're not, right? No. No. Okay. No. Okay. Rasheen, it's the end yep. of the show. It's the end of the show. Your name is Rasheen Carbon, R-A-S-H-E-E-N-C-A-R-B-I-N, and your product is an app called N-S-P-H-I-R-E. And is there anything else you'd like to tell us about that or whatever? I want to read to you an email that my partner just forwarded me okay. from from Jeremy at ere.net. Are you familiar with that site? Yes. Yeah, okay. Great. So here we go. <laughs> He's on the line. He's on I'm the line. I was just going to say. I was going <laughs> to say. He's probably I'm listening. I'm on here, so be nice. I don't, Jerry, I don't left that one. <laughs> so he says. Oh, geez, what did I send him? <laughs> He says, listening to Rasheen on the Animal Show, I'd love to profile Inspire on SourceCon.com in our Startup Spotlight series. So thank you very much, Animal. Oh, really? Okay. Go. Well, there you go, <laughs> Jeremy. It's like you, you yeah, man. Godfather there. You decided to take a risk and come on the Recruiting Animal Show, claim you're a recruiter even though you're not really, and it worked, <laughs> it worked out for <laughs> Okay, everybody. <laughs> There's no uh, there's no Jerry uh, after show today. After last week, maybe <laughs> you don't know all the problems I had with that after show. Maybe that's a good thing. Thank you for helping me up. Bye.